Welcome to Hope County Radio. You'll stop for Far Cry 5 news, tips and tricks, and the always changing Far Cry Arcade. Here are your hosts, Nick and Nate. Hey everybody and welcome to a bonus episode of Hope County Radio. And today, uh, since I only gave a little impressions and Nate hadn't gotten the game yet, we decided to do a bonus episode. So I am your host, Nick. Here with me today, as always, is... Nate. And yeah, so this is going to be a special one. It's not going to be as long as our normal episodes. If you're watching the video version of this bonus episode, you'll see in the background my gameplay session these are my first few hours if it's a little slow it's because i was trying to explore more and i play more stealthy so how long do you think you you've played by now oh god um probably i gotta say at least 10 hours at least at least yeah I, i definitely i have to i have to agree with that i am sort of trying to take my time as far as um, I'm trying not to like. Uh, I think uh, who's one of the guys? Joe, John. Oh, Are you I'm talking drunk. about the the enemies? Yeah the the main lieutenant. There guy. is uh well is Joseph or John? Joseph Joseph is the father. Right. John is his okay. brother. The, well, so I mean, yes, they're all John. related. There's so, John Jacob Faith and John Jacob. Jacob. Schmidt. <laughs> his name um, is Monday too. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I was working on John for the longest time, but uh, after I triggered the first mission, I almost got to the first or the second little mark on the RP, and I'm like, I don't quite want to do that now. So I went over to uh, Jacob because he has the one lady who has the bow and arrow, and I'm like, okay, if I unlock two people... I think like Boomer for spotting and the Archer lady for stealth would be really cool. So I, I started going over there. And so, yeah, each each area also kind of just has its own feel. So mm-hmm. I also kind of like that. So uh, what what have you been mainly focusing on? Well, um, I've, I think I've done a good mixture. Yeah, uh, I've done. I've been doing a lot of the prepper stashes okay. um, just because. You know, each one gives you a good amount of XP, a good amount of equipment. Um, You've got the perk magazines, which are really cool. I like that. I like that addition. It it gives you a nice, like, pickup. Oh, I have a perk. Especially Mm. since, like we talked about last episode, there's a lot of equipment stuff that are located in the perk section, like the repair torch and wingsuit and things like that. So those are nice to be able to just to easily get. But I've been doing a lot of the prepper stashes, and then I have... Um, I've been doing a good amount of campaign stuff as well. I am, I'm still in John's region and I just got to two of the resistance notches on the the meter. So I have like that, that one more. And then I guess John will come out of hiding and then I can do what I need to do with him. Um, Um, have you gotten the alien gun? No, no, I haven't. I, I, I just took a look at the trophy lists last night, and it kind of overwhelmed me a little bit. So I think when I clear more of the game or either finish the game, then I'll go to it. But from my understanding, a lot of the trophies in particular, a lot of people said it's a pretty easy platinum apart from the arcade stuff. Right, right. Yeah. Um, the, the 
missions leading up to getting the alien gun are actually kind of kind of fun. Um, Does it start off with the 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 dude who has it, you climb the tower and falls in? Uh, no, 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 no. The, oh, this okay. guy, when you walk up to him, he's stuck inside his little like lightning. Yeah, trap. yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I started that. I started that, but there was a glitch, which I'll talk about in, in here in a in second. The Matrix. Yeah, there was a glitch uh, when I went back to his house to clear out the the guys that were at his house, and I got all of them, but it wouldn't let me talk to the dude. And so what I've had to do several times is I will punch him until he goes down, revive him, and then he'll tell me, you didn't get all of them. And I'm like, I got all of them. <laughs> so I haven't been able to fi- I haven't been able to finish that mission because Why are you it's so glitched out on to me. me. I don't, I don't know. But I figured that that was the start of that, but just because he's got a lot of the, excuse me, got a lot of the Lost on Mars posters, and and there's a the collectible right. comic, and so I figured that that was the start of that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, like I said, when I finish it, I'll let you know. But I haven't been able to yet. Yeah, once you once you unlock the alien gun, it's kind of cool. Um, I think it has a pretty short range so you have to get like really on them i tried it on a bear and it's kind of hilarious because you shoot it and it just like basically you know those videos of the goats that just go stiff and then like fall over uh-huh it's it's kind of like that like they go up in the air a little bit and then they just kind of fall over um it's kind of a good way to like stun them and then you know like and then switch to your other gun and start shooting them. It's not necessarily like a way to kill them, um, but yeah, it's it's just fun and it was a cool little mission set set up to do it because you're basically sending this person to Mars or something, and so it's it's yeah, it's kind of cool. So I mean, uh, I gave my first impressions or whatever. Well, give me a rundown of of your impressions of the game so far. So right off the bat, um, I definitely agree with you when you're talking about the intro. the The intro, I was I was pretty much enthralled in from mm-hmm. from the beginning. I I really really enjoyed it. I actually had a funny moment. Um, some slight spoilers for the beginning of the game. Not not too much, but. After Which hopefully, if all... you're re- if you're listening to this, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, hopefully yeah. you've already played the game, <laughs> right? <laughs> Go on. Um, but after the helicopter crashes and you're running away with the marshal, what? The helicopter crash? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you get you get to the you get to that house and you start to uh, you start to start shooting. People are coming towards the house with you and the marshal in it, and. I agree with you, like you were saying earlier, with the red dot. I don't know if you said that on air or off air, but the first AR that I picked up with the iron sights, I don't know if it was... I don't really know if it's just me, but I felt so inaccurate using it. Oh, yeah. Like, that oh, yeah. that, that reticle on that red dot, or I'm sorry, on that iron sight is just super tiny. Oh, so, yeah. anyway, the marshal went down, and I didn't, at the beginning, know what that meant. I figured I had to go revive him. Mm-hmm. So I run over to him, and I get killed. I was like, no. uh, okay okay wow all right and then when i respawn the marshal is running towards the truck and we get in the truck and he goes oh my god you saved my life and i'm like i mean i guess i, I, just, I just died okay cool you're you're welcome yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah the intro i really really enjoyed it, it did a really good job of capturing my attention and 
you know, it's it's one of those that I knew when they were in the helicopter and the sheriffs are telling the marshal, don't f- with these guys. I yeah, knew right. what was going to happen. I knew that the marshal was going to get overzealous and want to do something about it. And and then it's one of those, the, the sheriffs were like, told you so, told you so. Right. And then, you know, when it crashes and then the father, like, comes in and is talking to you and he's in your face, it's just kind of like, whoa, all, yeah. all right. Yeah. Um. I think the mo- the best thing about this villain versus, and I might have mentioned this on the last episode, but the best thing about this villain is that he's not he's not just necessarily in your face and he's not just like, you know, you know, he he's not super crazy necessarily. It's it's his resolve, it's his, you know, how calm he can be in in the situation. That's what makes him intimidating. Because it's mm-hmm. like there's like literally fire everywhere and you're upside down in a helicopter and he's like singing a gospel song. It's like, okay, why aren't you more freaked out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like with Pagan Men, Pagan Men, I thought was kind of a interesting character in the sense of he very much was calm and elegant as well. But he would have these moments where he would just flip out and you know kill his guys or you know right. he would do something erratic and so it's like oh okay well i don't know what this guy's capable of and then you right. have boss who from start to finish is just a crazy a crazy right. dude he's a maniac and you know that from the beginning yeah and see i but, feel like um i feel like Voss was just like crazy kooky and then pagan he was cocky he was like yeah. c- he was confident or whatever whereas um now we have you know joseph and um he is i mean everything that stems from the cult is actually from a very religious um viewpoint and so everything about him is like you know come bathe in the gloriousness of god and he will come down and smite you (laughs) yeah uh i'm gonna cut ahead a little bit to to kind of further that point um one of the things I really like in this game is the whole resistance meter. The, oh, the yes. fact of mm-hmm. that's how you trigger um, main story stuff for the most part in a specific right. area. So, for example, whenever I hit that first notch, I was about to go take an outpost, and all of a sudden, I you know because I, I try to play stealthy. Right, right. I had a notification that says enemy reinforcements capture party is on their way. I'm like, what? What did I do? Like, I'm not even <laughs> at the outpost yet. Right. And so I'm like okay, they're starting to freak out. Let me just run and go do a prepper stash or something like that. Let me get away from the area. But as I'm running towards like a prepper stash that's like maybe 400 meters away, I still see that icon, capture party is coming, and I still hear them talking in my headphones. And I'm like, what? What's, what is going on? And then all of a sudden, I get shot by a bliss bullet, and things start to sparkle. And I'm like, okay. Nope. And then it initiates a cutscene. And, and I'm basically... I'm basically being baptized by John, but John, I think is also trying to kill me because he keeps throwing me in the water. And then you're high on bliss, which is, it's a really cool feature. Right. Um, and as he's doing that, you hear John and then like you come up out of the water and just like this omnipotent figure is just Mm -hmm. in the background in the headlight, like in front of the headlights. And he's just, are you, do you really want to do that? Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those that he's a very, this is a good antagonist. Right. It's, it's, it's somebody who you kind of fear 
and also want to know more about. Yeah. You know, and then also he's not to, about the show. He's not about the um, aggressiveness. He's, you know, he's very, but he's very much about control, which I right. think maybe is why he doesn't just immediately kill you or he doesn't because like, if anything, like he sees your potential and, and what you could do for his cause. And he wants to turn you. He wants yeah. to slowly wither you down and make you his instead of just you're you're a loose cannon and i'm gonna shoot you right in the head or right. poke out your eyes like he does the first the guy in the beginning of the game yeah yeah so <laughs> one thing that people have been complaining about that i've seen is um just how many patrols you encounter but in turn that it seems to be harder, which it definitely is, which yeah. I appreciate because I thought four was really easy, especially when they give you that bow gun mm-hmm. because that just made it like, oh, I have a lot more ammo to shoot people silently. But yeah. um, but I think and as far as story goes, that makes sense. It does how, actually. How, how many patrols? Because these people are batshit crazy. Is it yeah. – hold on. Is it just me or in the beginning scene whenever – they were getting in the helicopter. Did a did a follower dive himself into the helicopter blades? Yep. Because that's what it looked like. That's what yep. it looked like. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, I was. I I had my live stream going. I was like, what? Did that person really just do that? Like, I had the exact same. I had the exact same like um, reaction or whatever. Um, going back to the patrols, um, I think. If anything, what it really encourages you to do is explore, you know, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because if you're going to be on the main roads and I would think this about anything occupied, like even if we went to Afghanistan or or we went over to like Russia or whatever and it was occupied Russia, you know, or or Germany, you know, during World War Two or something, if you're going to be on the main roads that's what people are going to be patrolling that's what people are going to be protecting mm-hmm. um so if you're on a main road and you see a patrol and then another one comes along like i that to me that felt like really realistic uh was it annoying yeah but then that just mean i need to lead them into the woods and then take them out you know like hunter style <laughs> well we'll see um the only issue i had for the most part, in every Far Cry game, I avoid the roads. Yeah. Like, in 4 in particular, I use that gyrocopter a lot. Now, one thing I probably won't be doing is using the helicopters or the planes in this game. Right. Simply because something I've noticed is you don't get rid of the fog of war unless you're walking through the area or driving on the roads. That's true, yeah. I, I did use the helicopter earlier to, to have you got to the mission where you have to take out Jacob's com or not sorry sorry John's convoys like there's three convoy trucks you have to destroy. Yeah, those will show up randomly. Yeah, well, I I got two of them and then I was like, let me get the other one. It's far away, and so I got in a helicopter. That's the only time I've used it. But right, um, I hardly ever use the roads in any of the Far Cry games because I don't really like the driving. This one's a lot better though, I will say. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I'll use the ATV or I'll just kind of walk around the wooded areas. But the only problem I ran into as far as patrols was whenever a altercation in the woods went south mm-hmm. and I had to go loud. 
and then more people would keep showing up. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) all right. Yeah, I mean, like I said, that does kind of go back to the realism of it. Uh, one of the, one of the main issues I've kind of run into is like, let's say uh, there's a four way stop, and then I go south of that four way stop, and there is a, you know, an altercation. There's, you know, they have somebody down on the floor on their knees or whatever, and so I take them out quickly or whatever. And then I turn around back to the four-way stop that I was literally just at, and all of a sudden there's a brand new altercation over there. That's been yeah. that's been one thing I've noticed. Um, I feel like they they probably, and I don't know if they would want to fix this or if this is just what they wanted to do, um, but I, I do kind of feel like that happens maybe too often. Like, even if I'm driving down the road, let's say, you know, I'm driving down the road in a, either ATV or a truck or something, I can see, like, if I'm driving for, let's say, just two minutes, I can see, like, three altercations on the side of the road, whether it be they have somebody knelt down, whether they be, like, it's one of those guys that are already dead and he's sticking the cross in their back or something. Or it's just, you know, them on the side of the road doing something, you know. And so I feel like um, along with the patrols, that happens maybe a little bit too often. And I don't know if it's just like uh, something up with the um, something up with the like algorithm that they have or something like they they put in a little bit too many ones and zeros or something but it does it does seem to happen a lot like if i'm able to go over it takes me maybe let's say 30 seconds to take out two guys um on one thing i'm able to turn around and all of a sudden there's just a new thing that spawned there like that's really weird i don't know you know, I don't I don't necessarily like that. Um, uh, I, I would like, if anything, it would be cool if instead of it just spawning, like you could see it happen. Maybe uh, a driver comes by in a center car. And so then they actually like go after them and pull them over, pull them out of the car and then put, you, you know, put them on their knees or something like that. If I could actually see it happen. I think that'd be really cool. It would be very immersive. But instead, yeah. it's like they clearly spawn in that position already. They're already on their knees and they're already, you know, being harassed or whatever. And so yeah. that kind of it kind of breaks the fourth wall. And I'm like, oh, OK, so this is just a video game thing that happens. That that and uh, someone had pointed out how they didn't like the plane or the helicopter because the or they didn't like the vehicles because the dashes, the dashboards and, and the uh, panels are all stickers. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. And then I got into vehicles and planes and uh, helicopters. And I'm like, oh, I see immediately what they're talking about. There's no interactivity on the thing. So th- that kind of happened for me as far as breaking the fourth wall. I was like, oh, well, mm-hmm. yeah, that kind of that kind of breaks the immersion on it. Um, but uh, in response to the whole patrol thing, another point that I have that I have here on my phone is uh this is kind of the only far cry that i've been more uh let's find the right word to say this that i've been more interested in playing loud and chaotic than stealth Mm -hmm. and it's it's a few different things one in particular is right when i had the chance i I picked up a bow and you get it pretty early i think when you do one of the first pepper stashes there's a bow in there and 
the bow in general, I guess because it's a compound bow, not a recurve, but the way they have the sound design, it feels like it feels really good. Like right. you have that, that wind up and then that hard thunk when it like shoots. And I like that. But something I've noticed is it's not as easy to kill people with a bow this time around unless you're aiming for the head. Yeah. Yeah. So and in, a, in a situation, it's not the best thing to be like, all right, let me pull out my bow. Hold yeah. on, guys. Hold on just a second. Yeah. <laughs> but, but another thing. It does have to do with the patrols because they're so frequent because I interact with so many enemies. I feel like I have to have like a like I had the AR on there for a while and then I had a shotgun because I was like, well, I'm getting up close to these guys. Let me just get a shotgun. And I've had more loud altercations than I've had stealth. And I've had quite a few. Like every time I take out an outpost, I'm stealthy. But when I'm just walking around, I have to have something else besides the bow and the, the pistol. Right. So, and then whenever I went to go get one of those convoy trucks, I actually took the bow off. So I put the rocket launcher on there and then I put a shotgun and I was like, I've never done this before. The bow has always been in my inventory, but, um, besides that, I'm trying to think if there was another reason why. Oh yeah. I guess because in Far Cry four and Far Cry three, it made more sense story-wise to be stealthy to me because you're alone on this island you don't have any help true like in far cry 4 you had the guns for hire but i never used it it i still felt like i was this person on this island trying to survive and in this it very much feels like oh no i have a resistance behind me it's like we're an army against their army so it almost makes sense for me to be loud rather than stealthy trying to survive you know so that's cool that's, it's, f- it's good that they can use game design to make you play a certain yeah. way. The, they've done it before, too, Ubisoft has with uh, Watch Dogs 2, uh, for me. They give you the option of, you know, you can get a lot of uh, weapons and, you know, lethal stuff. But I, like uh, Greg Miller had said this, and I was like, huh. And so I started playing it, and the vibe I got from the crew in that game is these are just hacktivists. And so I played completely non-lethal. I think there was one lethal time I had, and that was because of like an emotional mission and it made sense as far as the story goes. But I, yeah, I completely played it like I would, like I was, I was non-lethal, you know, that, that, that story made sense to me. So we'll see going forward when I finish the game, how, I play if I do play more loud and use more of my soldiers in my roster or if I just try to one man it and be stealthy. Right. All right. So then we're going to do a top 10. Uh, We didn't do one last week, so we wanted to, you know, give you a nice little bonus thing. So top 10 things for new players. Uh, Number 10, interact with everything you can. This includes people you just saved or people at your outposts. Talk to everybody. Um, They can tell you where a a prepper stash is. They can tell you where, you know, a good place to fish is. They could tell. There's so many that they will tell you. Um, And luckily, like, I, I don't know about you, but luckily I feel like there's not a lot of repeats. No, every single... Uh, mission or prepper stash or mm-hmm. something that has come from either saving somebody or running into somebody is been new and and different and especially with the people I, something I like uh, as far as the roster system goes is you can hire them as well 
Mm-hmm. So they can be soldiers for you potentially, if, even if they don't have a mission. So it's yep. it's it's a very intuitive system. I have not had a repeat yet, and if I have, it's been different enough, right. so it's not exactly the same. Yeah, maybe they maybe they tell you about Sarah's prepper stash, but they word it in a completely different way that you you know you just don't notice it. Yeah. So yeah, I really like that. Number nine, hmm. headshots, 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 headshots in this game especially if you're using silent stuff or mm-hmm. stealthy things like the bow. And this also goes for VIPs in particular. I didn't discover that VIPs are actually stronger characters because right. I kept throwing throwing knives at him and he kept just flinching. <laughs> so in like, particular... Stop tickling me! Yeah, exactly. You make sure in this game in particular, go for the head. Yeah. Definitely. Um, not only that, but then you won't have them, or you won't have the capability of them being revived. Which sometimes that's good because you can, um, you can uh, kind of lure out their people if they try to go revive him. But I also feel like they're smart enough to not do that if they're way out in the open. So headshots either way. Um, number eight, buy red dots ASAP. Um, not only that, but I feel like the breadth of scopes that you can get you really want to get used to those and figure out maybe which ones you do like because there's some that are really long distance some that let you change your magnification but at the very least we both brought up the iron sights and they're so tiny like it's so hard to distinguish exactly what you're aiming at and so getting that red dot i mean like it's it's relatively cheap um, so if you want to get a red dot and then save up for a scope later, I think it's some, it's very essential in the, you know, the first hours. Yeah, definitely. The moment I put a red dot on the AR in particular, it was immediately better accuracy. Right. right. I was, I was killing the cult members with less rounds mm-hmm. and, I was like, oh man, this is a necessity. That's why it's on this list is because it's with a lot of rifles. It is a necessity. Yep. Number seven, don't forget your Ubisoft club items. In particular, the outfits you get, uh, there's the baseball outfit. Then there's the muscle car uh, mm-hmm. skin as well. And, but you also get some weapon stuff. You get a uh, MP5K basically right when you start the game. Mm-hmm. And especially if you've played Rainbow Six, if you have Rainbow Six Siege saved on your console, then you have access to a free Ubisoft, uh, Ubisoft, a free Rainbow Six outfit. Right. But also there's a bunch of skins, and there's also a bunch of harvesting items that you can get, like in Assassin's Creed Origins, in the Ubisoft Club Store. Right. Uh, number six, um, unlock Harvest Master and Extra Holster. I think these two are probably one of the first two because kind of like what you were saying with the bow and arrow, um, when you're only able to have that and a pistol, it could be really hard. It Um, makes the game a lot harder for you. It does. Yeah. So having that extra option to have the bow and arrow and an assault rifle is really good as far as I think that's one of the first things you do. Now, a lot of people argue that you should start doing health right off the bat. I haven't I haven't really felt the need to yet and that's because with the new buddy system basically boomer comes over and he revives me so it's like does it suck to die of course it does but I have boomer there or I have one of my other guns for hire and they come and they 
you know, revive me. Only in few instances where I like something blew up and I'm surrounded in fire, does he not come and get me? And then the other one is unlock Harvest Master, and that one's obviously good for when you're hunting. You get double the, you know double the harvest and so i think that and extra holster those are probably two of the first ones plus they're two of the more expensive ones so Mm -hmm. you know get those out of the way um and it it could just make your time a little bit easier as far as money and having an extra gun i think a good companion to harvest master probably would be the upgraded um storage in your your inventory good one because i've noticed that after I got Harvest Master, I would go to skin a bear, and it'd say, hey, it's full. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, I should probably go sell those. <laughs> so, number five, Prepper Stashes. Make sure you get them, and they're also really, really fun. Prepper Stashes, you can get anything from perk magazines to loot to money. There's always stacks of money on top of them. You can also get uh, ammo and... Uh, hold on inventory items as well there's all they're always full of stuff and that's what i've used a lot to get money in the game and mm-hmm. to upgrade my perks because i've just been doing those over and over again and they're also each individual one i've encountered have been different there have been a different way to get to the stash or to like there's one you have to zip line across the way on this post and mm-hmm. snipe the door through the window yeah. So yeah, they're, they're always they like make it, nice little puzzles, and yeah, I really like. Yeah, they they very, they make it very enjoyable for you to do them. They're different, and it's it like you said, it's like a puzzle. It's like yeah. how do I solve this? How do I get in here? And they're not really hard. Every one I've done, I was like, oh, okay, I need to go there. Like I've played mm-hmm. enough games to know this is how it wants me to solve it. Number four, um, this might necessarily have to do with single player, but playing some arcade uh, games is actually good for money um even if you even if you just do a random one you don't really like search through them you just do a couple of random ones when the bar fills up sometimes you can get a couple thousand dollars and so you know just when you're having fun or if you happen to take over an outpost that has an arcade do a couple of missions and get a couple of thousand dollars number three no one pays attention to boomer which is totally true Yep. You would think that a dog running up to them and barking at them to tell you they're <laughs> there would warn them, but it, it really doesn't. It right. really and I, doesn't. And it's like as soon as as soon as you do get discovered, then they'll pay attention to him. But if you want him to go and point out every every enemy in an outpost, they'll just run up and you're like, "Hey, how's it going?" Like I honestly, um this might be game breaking so to, so to speak, but it's like I've I've never even really heard them acknowledge that he even exists. So he's like Ellie in The Last of Us where it's just, "Yeah, I'm just I'm just here, don't mind me." <laughs> yeah. The only time I've heard them interact with him is mm-hmm. when I go loud and they'll be like, "Got to kill that dog." Exactly. Exactly. So when you're stealthy, they're just like, "That's a dog and that's normal in this here parts." Um number 2, secondary missions are really good for money. So, and I think that also just goes with the way the game is made. The main missions are the ones I feel like when you fill up the bar and then you trigger something. And all yeah. the other stuff are really just side missions that you 
I mean, obviously you're going to be unlocking parts of the map, and so you could sort of count those as main missions, but I feel like taking down each member of that's your main mission and so everything else is side missions but they're really good with money and so if you're feeling yourself struggle on money do some side missions and get some of those secondaries out of the way and you know you're getting a couple thousand sometimes for each one it's it's also something that i was worried about when i started the game because when I started the game, I immediately got a lot of money. Like, just by scrounging around and looting items, I got a lot of money. And it scared me at first, because right. I thought it was going to be, like, four. Which, four, you just have Monopoly money, and you can buy whatever the hell you want. I mean, it's... The economy in that game is ridiculous. But, so far, through my playthrough of five, it's been really moderate. Everything's reasonably priced. Right. Uh, you're not making too much money that you can just buy whatever you want. Like it's, it's, you gotta be, okay, do I want to buy the silencer for $1,700? Do I want to buy this gun for, you know? So I think that that has gone a long way with the secondary missions. You get a lot of money, but it's not too much. Like it doesn't break the economy of the game. And then number one, just have fun. Don't take this game too seriously. A lot of people are just have fun. This game is a blast. It's probably one of the more fun Far Cry games I've played just because it lets you kind of just do whatever you want. You know, exactly. You can... So that's the main thing. If we get anything out of this game is have fun. Yep. It's just shooting stuff. It's the story, just... it's there. <laughs> the story is there for if you want it, but don't read too much into it. Yeah. And I mean, the the main reason I, I, I put this in the thing myself is, is, there's a lot of like there's a lot of articles out there or there's even like um, I hate to say this but like downward thrust I really like downward thrust but he came out with a video saying oh they should have said something about this they should have done something about that and then obviously polygon we already kind of commented on their BS um, review or whatever but one of the main things they bring up is like oh they should have commentated on this they should have commentated on that and it's like you know what people are trying to say what some people i should preface that what some people are trying to say is that they are not tackling certain um uh topics you know and so i i i feel like that's a really unfair statement because like do they straight up say like white supremacy is bad guns are bad no they don't they don't say that but instead they chose a predominantly white cultist group who are very gun happy and then they put you in that situation you are a silent protagonist so you are you are molding yourself into this character so you get to decide well how would my character react to this how would you know and i i 100 appreciate that they're not beating me over the head with a bat over, hey, guns are bad, guns are bad, white supremacy is bad, white supremacy is bad. They're not beating me over the head with it. They're not relentlessly getting preachy, which obviously they are getting preachy, but in many different ways. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, but- it's it's not, like, it's not like a lot of these people are yelling about nothing because Far Cry campaigns, at least three, mm-hmm. four, and this one, do have a message in in the campaign like three was basically about rich kids doing whatever the hell they want for the most part four you had you know uh, resistance and victims of war 
and you know these these siblings that were trying to figure out how to save their country but maybe not do it in the right way so there's always a message there but also in far cry the whole point of the game is to just do crazy wacky stuff yeah it's like the big open world exactly so I think a lot of people, since the beginning of them showing five, have been wanting them to tackle and go a little bit more towards a certain way, like Mm -hmm. be a little more edgy, and then when it kind of falls flat, like it normally does, they're like, oh, well, I was really hoping this time. Well, don't... We can talk about this on a later episode, but politics... I like politics in games, but don't focus on politics in games. Focus on the games. It's not that hard. Don't review a game because it doesn't have enough politics. Because here's here's the thing I'm going to close off my part of the discussion. I I play games to escape the world. Uh You know? Whatever side of the spectrum you're on, if you're a Democrat or you're a Republican, that doesn't matter. What you probably play a game for is to escape the world so whatever turmoil is happening in your world whatever political um unrest is happening you go to your game to escape that that's what it is just like a movie which movies can be preachy in their own ways but specifically games i feel like it's real escapism so having a game that like i said is not beating me over the head is very good but it still presents me with these topics. Maybe not in a in-your-face way, because like I said, they don't necessarily say that white supremacy is bad, but it's very prominently white, you know? And so what kind of world would this be with this type of cult? It still brings those questions. It might not 100% answer them. It might not answer them in the way you like, but... You know, down to everything, just have fun. This is an escape from the real world. This is a way to go and do something that you could never do before, like put a remote charge on a cow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's one of those that I, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. I go. I play games to escape. Yep. I play games to get lost in this world. So if I want to get lost in this world, put a remote charge on a cow, or just beat the cow up with my fists, <laughs> and then go and do a prepper stash, I can totally do that. And I can enjoy the campaign and the story they're trying to tell at the same time. I don't have to sit there and be like, oh god, I wish they would focus more on religion, or, or why guns need to be banned, or this is the reason why guns need to be... It's just... Yeah, you're, leave, you're making a fool out of yourself. Leave that for the politicians. Leave that for the people. That's their job. It's their job to debate that. Leave it to them. Yeah. It's the it's the game maker's job to bring up a discussion, but it's not their job to tackle this issue mm-hmm. the way they see fit. Exactly. Because then, you, I mean, then you run the risk of, you know, the left getting mad or the right getting mad or boycotting the game and stuff like that. So I feel like they handled it in a pretty good way. They still brought the subjects to to the game but they just didn't they didn't make you okay you have to think this way you know and i i appreciate that so number one everybody have freaking fun that's what freaking game (laughs) they're fun (laughs) 
Alrighty, so I mean that's gonna be the episode for us today. Thank you so much for joining us at the Hope County Radio. I hope you join I hope you enjoyed this nice little bonus, you know, now that we are able to get our full impressions in there. So make sure to let us know what you are. More importantly, get us your maps. We want maps for Arcade Archive. Every episode we're gonna have Arcade Archive. We'd like to have at least five maps so that we can play through them, review them, and then put them on the thing. So Somebody's making a Nuketown map, and oh my god, I cannot wait to play it. He's already done like a fly-through where he walks through it and, and shows what he's got so far. Really, really good. We want maps like that. Not only that, join our Discord. If you go to at Hope County Radio or just in the descriptions, you can get to our Discord. In our Discord, if you are an Xbox player or a PC player, we currently have, both of us have it on the PlayStation 4. It would be nice to have some people to play maps on the other systems so that we could still have somebody reviewing those. Because at the moment, we can only review PlayStation 4 maps, and that's really unfair for all the other listeners. So if you'd like to, you know, apply, quote unquote, to be um, our Xbox guy, to be our PC guy, let us know in the Discord, let us know in Twitter, or you can go to threatx3productions.com and you can also get to a hold of us that way. Threatx3productions at gmail.com is our email if you'd like to email us. Many different ways to get a hold of us, but let us know if you'd like to either help us or Give us the title of your map and who made it, um, whether it's you or somebody else, uh, so we can review it on the next show. So, anything else you can think of? Well, the only thing I want to add is by the time you're either seeing or hearing this bonus episode, my unboxing of the Far Cry 5 Gold Edition and the pre-order bonuses that I got with it should be up as well. So make sure to check that out. That's going to be on Threat X3 Productions, of course. It'll be listed as Far Cry 5 boxing, something along those lines. But yeah, other than that, that's pretty much it. All right. So that's going to be the episode today. Thank you. This was Nick. And Nate. And we will see you in Hope County, where anything can and will happen. <laughs>